Hello and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies, a podcast for women seeking to live a gospel-centered life in a Latter-day world. I'm your host, Jenny Moss. Good morning, Latter-day Ladies. I hope you are having a wonderful summer day, that you're feeling all that sunshine and vitamin D and drinking all of the water. I feel like I'm constantly reminding people to drink water. (laughs) I should get a t-shirt and put that on there. (laughs) Today, we are going to be talking about church history, and it was spurred by a very interesting experience that I had. A couple weeks ago, a very old status update on Facebook, remember when status updates were a thing, came up on my feed. I had said something as a joke that to my current 2021 self is highly offensive. The status was about 16 years ago with a phrase that my group of friends commonly said to each other. And now I would never even think to say something like that, even to someone I may dislike. I look at that younger version of myself and cringe a little that I ever said those words. But then I remember, as I read my journals from that time, that my, and my empathy grows for her. I remember I was working so hard to be the best version of myself, and I was so young. But of course, I fell short in many ways because I am a human, having a human experience where I learn and grow. Afterwards, I was talking to my husband about how I could eliminate anything I'm doing right now that would make me cringe in 16 years in the future. I started getting very stressed about identifying those things right now, and he said this to me, just attacking symptoms isn't an effective way of trying to become like Christ. It's one way of doing it, but as you get closer to the Savior Those phrases and things resolve themselves. We can play whack-a-mole with ourselves, trying to fix what we think is the biggest problem we are facing. But the truth is, when we are concertedly moving towards the Savior, those things naturally fall away. I realize so much of my gospel understanding has come from experience in trying to apply the word of God, following the Savior, and seeing the magic that happens. The church has been an ever-growing body, learning line upon line, just like us. The leaders receive revelation that is not changing the core gospel of Jesus Christ, but instead the principles are becoming more refined. The church's restoration process is far from ending and will only do so when Christ comes. From the beginning, the motive of restoring God's church has been the same. This process has been brought forward using the only tools that God had, human beings who were having a very human experience where they learn and grow. I have had many times in my life where friends or family have said this, Did you know about XYZ that happened in Joseph Smith's time? 
For a while, it made me feel informational whiplash, like I was missing out on a portion of truth that I should have already known. It's hard to wrap our heads around information that is completely new to us. As the world and technology progresses, there is more and more information available, which is amazing. Family history work is easier than ever, and the work is going forward. With that pace, information and history is being pieced together with journals and documents. It is so exciting. But with this wealth of knowledge, we need to use our discernment to give weight to what is a complete truth, not what is an incomplete or partially pieced together. We can become investigators of truth, reading primary sources and scholarly books of those who devote their lives to learning everything about a certain time frame and place of the church. There will be instances where our perspective and understanding in this day and age will be completely shifted from life 200 years ago. I try to keep in mind that the birth and beginning life of Joseph Smith was contemporary with Pride and Prejudice. One thing that has given me a paradigm shift has been realizing that I had quite the expectations that the prophets must fit into. Unknowingly, I had made very specific pharisaical rules and ideas for many of my leaders, and then felt personally let down when they did not live up to what I had decided they needed to be. Coming from where we are now, we learn about the people in the past as prophets and leaders first. Then we learn that they had lives. They had childhoods, teenage missteps. They were learning things through their 20s and 30s as they purified themselves through applying the gospel and atonement to their lives, just like us. Discouragement can often set in when their human nature does not live up to our preconceived ideas of what a prophet should have done. I know more than ever, having served in different capacities of the church, that very, very human individuals are called to serve the Lord. I was very human in each one of those callings because I am a human, having a human experience where I learn and grow. The work of the Lord is done by us. When we are given the mantle to do his work, miracles can happen. I've been given exact scriptures in the time of need when teaching, or I've been inspired with the words to soothe souls. But I have also been selfish. I am sure I have offended people unintentionally. My perspective has shifted tremendously in the last decade, and I find my judgment of others has softened because of some life experiences, especially motherhood. Giving grace of learning and shifting perspectives of young leaders and prophets is a gift I'm sure the Lord would have us employ. I really appreciated all of the people who gave me the benefit of the doubt when I was serving and learning and growing in these different capacities. 
On the other side of the coin is that the prophets and leaders are called for specific groups of people and times. When Moses came down from the mountain, he found the people weren't ready for the commandments that the Lord had given him. He shattered the commandments and went up and came back with the Ten Commandments. It wasn't because the first set wasn't true or correct. It's because the people weren't ready yet. The reason for revelation is to match the right teachings with the right people at the right time. And the end goal is always the same. The Israelites needed the rough outline of the Ten Commandments to bring them closer to the Savior, whereas Christ's role was to come and fill in the gaps of the commandment structure with doctrinal explanation and the atonement. If we are giving out empathy, compassion, and grace, it can definitely be for the prophets of old and the people they were serving. Judging either group by our current standards and knowledge of the ever-restoring gospel is unfair. Just like that baby college freshman who posted a weird status update with a strange phrase, it needs context. I needed grace and empathy. My younger version of myself was on a faith journey that had just barely started. I had so many things that I would learn, including understanding the weight and power of words. If you have questions about specific times of history, that is 100% okay. I highly suggest checking out the many resources found simply in the LDS Library app under Restoration and Church History. You can find things like the Saints books, the Joseph Smith Papers podcast, Revelations in in Context, which informs to the time and places of all of the revelations found in DNC. And I've loved the answers to church history questions, which gets into some of the difficult points of church history. There are 18 collections in that tab alone. These are wonderful, vetted and trusted sources. Also, I highly suggest checking out the Joseph Smith papers. I have had many questions answered directly from Heavenly Father. I have had answers come over time through study, prayer, and piecing truths together. I've also been given peace in other instances when Heavenly Father assured me that there was an answer and a perspective that I was not seeing, but that it was coming. I just needed to wait. We are all in different places in our testimony. We all value different things. And it is okay to have some pain points where you feel like you need to be better informed. That is 100% okay. And it is your prerogative to find that truth. There are so many places to look for it. Don't be discouraged when you feel like you're starting 
and just piecing together things in the beginning of your journey. That's okay. We all start from different points. Don't feel like you don't know enough. Don't feel like you are not capable enough because that's not true. You are a capable and incredible daughter of the Lord. Your capacity is so far beyond what you can even imagine for yourself. Piecing together truths about the history of the church will better inform you of the struggles and the sacrifices and the lives and the love that these people had for the gospel. My testimony has grown immensely by studying my ancestors, and it has also grown by understanding these people not just as prophets, seers, and revelators, but understanding them as humans first. The fact that they were willing to keep working at temptations and hardships that they were having. They went through a lot of hard life experiences, just like we are going through now. Every single one of us have a different set of trials and difficulties that we are faced with every day. For me, it always, I mean, in the last 10 years, it's always coming back to having hope in the promises that I've been given with my health. Today, I was struggling so much because I was in so much pain and I felt so frustrated and all I wanted to do was go grocery shopping and it felt impossible. And I realized that that was not going to be part of my journey today. And it made me really frustrated and angry with the Lord. And after thinking through some of the principles of the gospel and reading about hope and faith, I was able to come back to a place where me and Heavenly Father were on the same page. We were friends again and everything was okay. But um, I hope and pray that as my kids read my journals and see my faith experiences, they know that even though I've had some times where I've been really angry with God, times where I've been really doubtful and frustrated, that I've always come back to the fact that this is the thing in my life that brings me the most joy. I know that I'm not perfect. I'm so incredibly aware of that. (laughs) But I also testify with my whole soul that the gospel of Jesus Christ is joy. It is so much joy. It is everything to me. And even though some days I get so mad at Heavenly Father for giving me a body that sometimes gives me grief... I am, I am still trying to follow him. I'm trying to follow the preachings and teachings that his leaders give us. So whatever your things that you're navigating through are, there are answers. There is hope. There is light. There is understanding. Take the time to find those answers and be faithful as they come line upon line, precept upon precept, 
and know that you are a human having a human experience where you can learn and grow just like the prophets of old, just like that baby freshman me, we are all in this experience and trying to do the same thing. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. I love you. Bye.